Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, hardworking, <laughs> wonderful world of color-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. What's that all about? I don't know. I, I kind of don't know. Yes, you do. You do, too. You've been working on this thing for a long time. A long you know time. Exactly what A day what and a about. half. Yes, yeah, see? It's a lot longer than I put into this episode, so you're way ahead of my game. Unlike a deep dive, it's a toe in the water. Uh, you can judge for yourself on that, but... We appreciate that you joined us today. We are recording this episode on Sunday, August 15th, 2021. Halfway through August, we're starting to head into, I mean, I know it's still summer, but the fall decorations are coming out. Pumpkin spice is starting to show up. Mm -hmm, We're moving our way through this year and that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, it is um, because as we move forward, more things are progressing. So that's good. Yes, let's hope they keep progressing yeah. and not uh, reverting back to where they were before. But No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... You'll have an opportunity, if you haven't done so already, to sign up for our newsletter. Yes, please sign up for our newsletter. Just another way to be in part as a part of the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We give you some information first a lot of times through the newsletter. And those of you that subscribe to the newsletter this week got the first peek at our brand new stuff, our brand new sort of logo that went into our spread shirt shop. Yes, we do have a spread shirt shop that has our logo gear, our hashtag real men love frozen gear, and also brand new this Mm -hmm. week, our... On my way to Hyperion Adventureland gear. Yeah, it really, because I, I, I can't take any credit for it, so I can give it total uh, compliments for Tom. He did an amazing job with the artwork on this. It's spectacular. It's a lot of fun. It's just, you know, a little play, obviously, on Disney World and Adventureland. And we right, just kind of did great with Jungle Cruise coming out and everything. We thought it'd be kind of fun to have something like that out there. And if you want to check it out on our Spreadshirt shop, just yeah, it's Spreadshirt. I think it's now they changed. I think it's like Hyperion Adventures podcast at SpreadshirtShop.com or whatever. But just go to Spreadshirt, do a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast and you'll have all the stuff. It comes on. It's in all our stuff is on a lot of different shirts um, hoodies, coffee mugs, all sorts of stuff. Go uh-huh. check it out. And they come in a lot of different colors, different sizes. So please check those out. Anyway, I digress. Thank you for those of you who signed up for the <laughs> newsletter is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Another way to follow along with us is, of course, on social media. Please follow us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Please join in with the fun that we're having on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Just do a search on Facebook for Hyperion Adventurers, and you can join up with that and, ha- and have a lot of fun with us there. Uh, also, we are on YouTube. You can find us by doing a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and then hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And we really love hearing from you. It's um, like I always say, it's just so special uh, having that interaction with folks. And if you ever have any questions about any of the topics that we're presenting, uh, please feel free. And I encourage you to contact us. We love getting back with you on 
answering your questions, etc. Right. So uh, it's just another way to kind of be interactive with us. If you have any questions, topic ideas, anything you want to shoot our way, uh, hit us up at our Gmail account. Also, be sure to visit our Patreon page and help support this podcast. If you want to look for us there, it's patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. And we have lots of tiers for you that you can join in and kind of help us out along this journey. And we have lots of swag for you, depending on what tier you have. And for those of you that are at the Explorer level or above, we do have the Disney Dishes blog recipe of the month getting ready to come out to you. I know it's been a little delay because we've obviously had some things going on in our lives over the last few weeks, but I'm working on it. It will be out to you this week, so you can look for that. It's going to be something that is an Animal Kingdom Park Ooh. favorite. So just a little hint as to what it is. And if you want to find out what that recipe is for yourself and you're not already signed on to our Patreon page, uh, just go ahead and, and join in on the fun. Yeah, we, we really appreciate those of you who have already signed up. You're amazing. You are amazing. We love you all. Thank you so much. We love all our Hyperion adventurers. Yes. The, uh, we, uh, our Patreon uh, group, we especially appreciate that you're willing to support the podcast. So uh, now let's get to our relatively new topic that we've been doing over the last several weeks. And I just caught Michelle off guard. She always forgets this part of the show. How can I keep forgetting? We get That's embarrassing. I'll give her a moment to think about Thank it. You. So she can come up with her favorite thing from this week. I'll get to my favorite thing from this okay. week. And I'm going to say it was Marvel's What If show that debuted on mm. Disney Plus this week. The first episode uh, debuted this week. Uh, we fell in love with this when we saw the footage of it at D23 Expo t- 2019, and it didn't disappoint in its first episode. Uh, love the different take on a classic Marvel story right. that you really know very well. Uh, the animation style was spectacular. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but um, you know this one was all about, uh, other than to say that this one had to do with Captain America and Agent Carter. We love Peggy Carter. Uh, we love Haley Atwell. And um, she didn't disappoint in this episode. I, I thought it was great. It was an interesting take on the story. I love that most of the cast was there involved with this as the voice. The only one I think that was really different was uh, Steve Rogers was played by a different character. But other than that, it was uh, a really, really great take on it. And I really enjoyed it. What did you think of it, sweetheart? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it also. I thought it was really interesting. I mean, it it like you said, it didn't disappoint. Uh, we've seen kind of this concept of, of changing pathways in storylines before with Disney uh, when they had the, the TV series Once, Once Upon, upon a, time. a Time. Yeah, kind of the different take on right. some of the characters, yeah. Right, you know, and a little bit even in Loki and things like that. Um, so it, it's it's an interesting concept to tell a story with a different direction of a story that we're already knowledgeable about. And like you said, the characters are very rich and they, you know, really bring the same kind of storyline to a different light it, it's intriguing yeah i'm looking forward to seeing where they go from here obviously we're well into the multiverse now and this is just kind of an exploration of a lot of what uh, one different decision could have changed the manner of time how things played out and uh, i thought it was fascinating and i can't wait to see uh, from there now that is my favorite thing from this week michelle i've given you some time do you now have <laughs> your favorite thing from this week i do can i have an a and a b sure <laughs> Why not? It's the Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast. What would be any different? Well, I mean, so I guess my A, 
would be um, non-Disney related and that, you know, is more something uh, at work, seeing more people who haven't been vaccinated come to be vaccinated. Please so get vaccinated if you haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, so seeing, you know, the numbers, the trend of, of that starting to creep up again, which is really encouraging. Um, but my Disney thing, which was I, was also equally exciting to me, was a new series that we saw on Disney Plus uh, called Goofy How to Stay at Home. <laughs> and these were hand-drawn animations, uh, shorts that came out. They are adorable Haddison and stitches i mean scott was just cracking up right. like crazy with these but you know like just really embracing the the whole thing about the pandemic and you know how to put on a mask and you know obviously with goofy and in his um coordination or lack thereof made it just hysterical and just things of binge watching you know so i recommend you check it out they're really short really but short but they are adorable yeah. and, and love the fact that Disney Plus brought on something, one that's very current and making it fun, but also the fact that they used hand-drawn animation again and, you know, um, you know, sh shining some light on that very original OG type of animation that we have loved from the beginning with Walt Disney, well, obviously before Walt Disney, but how he, you know, that was kind of the basis, Mickey Mouse animation. And so love it. Yeah. And it, it was a throwback to the original goofy how to different shorts that right. he had for so long, for so many years that are fan favorites. And we love those. And that actually might've been my favorite thing from this week, but I was holding that up because I just assumed that you would bring <laughs> that one up. So I knew it would come into play here, but yeah, uh, spectacular, uh, really short. You can zip through them in like uh, less than 10 minutes. They are really short, but yeah. they are great and hilarious and love them. Also, um, new shorts from the uh, wonderful world of Mickey Mouse, uh, are oh, no. out and those were hilarious too. I really love those stories as right, well. Right, right. So, uh, great. Those are our favorite things from this week. If you ever want to chime in with what your favorite thing is from this week, it could be something personal, it could be Disney related, whatever you want to talk about, please hit us up at all the ways we've discussed earlier and we will share them on an upcoming show. Now, as for this show, lots of stuff for you this week, including we now know a little more about an out-of-this-world new dining experience that will be debuting at the Walt Disney World Resort. Looking forward to that, and we'll talk, of course, all about that. Uh, we received more details about the new holiday time, night time ticket event that's coming to the most magical place on Earth as well. Of course, we'll discuss that. And we found out more about the new paid service uh, that will help you get to and from the Orlando airport to the Walt Disney World Resort. That's coming in 2022. And I will give you as many details as we have about that. But let's stop hedging around this. <laughs> let's get to the main topic of the week. Sun in the sky. 
yes, we're actually, we're getting down to it now. As I mentioned, we're halfway through August and we're coming up pretty quickly on the 50th birthday of the Walt Disney World Resort. And uh, as you know, if you've been following along with us for this last several months, We've been kind of counting it down with some of Michelle's deep dives into the history of the Walt Disney World Resort. We're on episode number five of the series now uh, of our countdown to Walt Disney World's 50th birthday. Michelle, tell the listeners what part five is entitled. Okay, well, part five is entitled Disney's Wonderful World of Color. You know, and the em- other emphasis on world. Right, right. And, you know, uh, actually this week um, they celebrated 50 days until the anniversary. I think we're at like day 46 now. But um, yeah, so pretty cool, pretty cool things happening. And so this episode, we're going to touch on things when you think of that makes the world colorful, right? So like parades, celebrations, anniversaries, and castle makeovers. Uh, we're not going to go into all. Don't worry. It's not going to be everything listed. There's really just too many of them. Um, so mainly some highlights. And because it's the anniversary, really, of Magic Kingdom, going to focus on Magic Kingdom. So let's go. We'll start with parades so uh some of the you know main ones that we've grown to love is for example the walt disney world's very merry christmas parade Mm -hmm. you know and that's been a televised tradition for a long time it actually started airing in 1983 on abc and at that time it was hosted by joan london and mike douglas uh following years so regis who Regis Philbin, who is a fan favorite. Of course. Yes. Everybody loved Regis. Yeah. Exactly. He joined in the host chair. Pouring one out for Regis. So. That's way too early. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know. So true. So true. Um, do you know what made the 1999 parade, though, more unique than the other televised versions? It was before the year 2000. <laughs> well, very good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm what. glad you know how to count. <laughs> It was the first nighttime parade that was ever taped and televised. So, um, and the parade also had variations in their title. They had um, the Disney Parks Frozen Christmas Celebration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag real men love Frozen. You know, I love that. Exactly. Uh, Disney Parks Unforgettable Christmas Celebration and Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade. And, you know, as you notice, they pulled in. Uh, Disney Parks versus Walt Disney World because they did start incorporating the parades and and celebrations and fanfare of the holidays from other parks around the world. So yeah, we got to witness that in 2019 the parade. Um, we had got a really good spot actually on the train station to right? watch it kind of coming around, and uh, we got kind of lucky in that. Is that it, we weren't planning on on being there for it, but it just timed out really well exactly. for us. And uh, we're really happy that we got to experience that parade, especially since it hasn't been back yet uh, since that uh, the, right. the holiday time of 2019. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and in one year, um, our niece, Nicole, actually was at the at the park when they were doing a, a taping in advance because they do tape it in advance. So um, 
she said that was an exciting experience as nice. well. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another major parade that was, um, you know, a fan favorite was Spectro Magic. Mm. Uh, that actually first came out, launched on October 1st of 1991. Do you remember what it was for? I do not, unfortunately. Okay, it was the twentieth anniversary. I was going to say I was going to guess it was an anniversary, but. right? And you know, it, you know, it had a lot of uh, obviously spectral magic. It has electrical, et cetera. So it, it at the time replaced the Main Street Electrical Parade. The parade would actually start off with Jiminy Cricket, who was the host, and he started by saying, "Welcome to the splendor, the spectacle, the sparkling sensation where the comedy and thrill of Disney fantasies come to electric life." And now, the Magic Kingdom proudly presents in a million points of musical light the magical world of Disney in Spectro Magic. Ooh, Ooh. How fun. I know. I wish I could say it like Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with voices, though. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. Um, you know, from a personal experience, one of the most impressive features that I noticed was um, the float that had the, uh, from Fantasia, that giant, I think it's uh, called a Chernabog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so, you know, when it first would come down on the parade route, it would just kind of look like a mountain. It was black and, you know, kind of like light surrounding it, but it would stop and all of a sudden the wings would, would spread out. And I mean, it was one massive creature and it was like awe-inspiring. Now, am I mistaken, or was it that with the Spectra Magic, didn't they have some things like implanted within the uh, the grounds that, right. they, that would they, they pass by, and that would trigger exactly. the different lights and everything that would go on? I never saw Spectra Magic, but I, I I can't recall where I heard that or read that. But right, I heard right. That, that no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. One time when I was there watching it, though, one of the floats ran over the foot of one of the people walk, one of the <laughs> characters walking. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, it really caused injury to yeah. that person i felt really bad but that's too bad things happen you know yeah. i've had my foot run over many times when i worked at the car wash when <laughs> i was young there you go Susie. I, i've had my feet run over so many times the worst time is when i had one actually stop right on my foot and uh, oh my uh, goodness it was not a pleasant experience no but, do you have broken it, bones no no it actually wasn't that bad i mean there's small cars you know it wasn't like a giant float you know which right, i could see yeah. where that really do damage these were you know mostly like nissans <laughs> Toyotas <laughs> and stuff so they more just was a little pain for a little while or whatever they are you know like they would stop on your foot and you'd be like someone telling your 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 uh co-workers please push the car off my foot <laughs> right you, quick move it anyway. i could just envision like a cartoon like your foot looking like goofy's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i was in my late teens early 20s okay. so you know my like i could i could bounce back much easier than nice. i don't know how i would do now if i had a car <laughs> parked on my foot but uh, it's much easier then i'm glad you made it okay i survived my feet survived <laughs> Another big parade, um, daytime parade, uh, actually was created uh, to celebrate Walt's birthday and his what would have been his 100th birthday, and that was in 2001. And this was something like we see nowadays, parks around the world each have their own unique take on how they're going to do that celebration. So at Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, um, they had a parade called Share a Dream Come True Parade. Um, and interestingly, the show director, uh, Chase Sang, Sang, I may be saying it wrong. 
Um, and I apologize for that. But he was in an interview and he actually admitted that the way he came up with the idea, he was at one of the Disney stores um, and he was looking at snow globes. And he said that just kind of sparked for him and he thought that would be a cool thing to do. So that is exactly what they did. They created a series of eight and a half foot diameter globes, each filled with characters representing movies. Um, And they were set atop these like what would look like a music box. And they had obviously each of the floats had music associated with what they were. Um, And every once in a while, snow would start twirling around inside the globe it was really pretty cute pretty i've seen sweet. photos of that I, and again never seen the parade but i've seen photos of, of that but interesting um you know uh you're already it's warm enough you know out there in florida but then to be in this <laughs> right? giant globe i'm hoping that there was some sort of air conditioning or something in Probably. there for these, these poor characters because whoo <laughs> Or that snow was well, real was because say, whoo, well the snow probably wasn't real, but at least when it had to blow around, they they would get that sort of air. Going yeah, up. sure. <laughs> Good point, honey. Hadn't thought about that. <laughs> um, so, and and one last one that I really wanted to highlight was um, the America on Parade, which was in 1975, ran 1975 to 76. You know, for the country's bicentennial, and um, more because it was kind of different in. I don't know. I don't want to call it comical. It was just, you know, um, unique. Let's just call it unique. But um, so the, what the Disney designers did is they came up with 50 units. And I'm, I'm assuming I don't have, you know, anything documented about this, but probably to represent the concept of 50 states. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they were these larger than life giant floats um that had you know they were supposed to be kind of like storytelling the history of america and its culture and achievements so um you know it included like a large giant american eagle a ship navigated by christopher columbus uh betsy ross was sitting in an oversized rocking chair mm-hmm. and um i think that one of the most unique ones and, and i don't know if you've seen it, i have a picture here for, to show you is this ginormous American sandwich. <laughs> it's got like what are we Americans known best for? <laughs> Overeating. Over- yeah. Portion no no portion control. Right. I no. mean it's not just a giant sandwich like if you're, you know, seeing a one a single sandwich. It's it's got like about eight layers on, on top of each other. It's pretty comical, but um you know, it 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 was pretty funny to see that. Um uh, but one of the things I think too that made this more unique than other parades is that they actually had to make two of the parades because they ran this same parade on both coasts. Mm. So that well, I didn't yeah, see parade on the, on the west coast. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it and and it was one time too that Disney actually brought in um, some of the float experts from the Rose Bowl parades mm. to help them with this, you know, very massive uh, event planning. And cool. So yeah, nice. Yeah. So. That's parades. So I know what you've been dying to talk about is castle makeovers. I'm always <laughs> dying to talk about makeovers, especially when it has to do with castles. I know. I know. It was funny because I remember when, when I was first kind of 
talking to you about this topic. You did ask me if I was going to go into castles and, and the unique designs of some of the castles and one in particular. And, and of course, that was the plan. So, um, you know, interestingly, though, for most of the initial decades that the park was open, Cinderella's castle really didn't have significant transformations. You know, they would spruce things up. They would highlight some of the blue spires. But um, it really didn't have a massive change until the 25th anniversary in 1996. Yep, that infamous birthday cake overlay. <laughs> you want to split some people up, have them talk about the birthday cake overlay. Some I people know. Uh, loved it. Others, well, <laughs> not so much. I never saw it, so I couldn't uh, judge it other than pictures, you know, for myself. Right. So I was living in Florida then, and I really got into it. And as you can see, I, you know, I'm showing Tom here, is I have newspapers from... <laughs> you should see it. She's got a, 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 a page from the Herald right. travel section from September 29th of 1996, and it's got a photo of the... Yeah. Uh, Cinderella Castle with the the uh, overlay being placed on is not quite completed at that point. Interesting stuff. So yeah, yeah. And then um, obviously in the parks, you maybe could I'll get... uh, take a picture of it and we can uh, post that uh, oh, out yeah. later on on the, maybe the website or whatever. Yeah. yeah and then the, this world update with a mag, you know, I guess not magazine insert for magazine that has uh, the full page. And then I had to go out and buy the USA Today, which was a which was a newspaper back then. That was all around the world, you know, but they had on their front page from, uh, what was the date on this one? October 1st. Um, a, uh, so that was the actual birthday, birthday celebration. Birthday celebration, day, yeah. yeah. And uh, talking about the, the, the celebration and all the things that were happening in the parks, not just the 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 cake castle yeah i'll take pictures of those and post them on the website later this week maybe monday or tuesday and so you can uh, see what those all look like yeah yeah um i i know i know some people didn't like it you know it was one of those even i like there were times that it's like oh i'm missing the beautiful cinderella's castle but you knew it was going to be temporary and it was just you know Quirky, quirky and fun. Quirky, oh, for sure. Funny, we both said quirky. But here's the one I know is your favorite. And we're talking about glimmery ice castles. And actually, the very first time that the castle donned any kind of icy overlay uh, was in 2007. Mm -hmm. And at that time, it, you know, did twinkle, have like over 200,000 twinkling white lights to, you know, look spectacular. But in 2014, Queen Elsa, mm -hmm. using her incredible powers, presented a gift to everyone in the kingdom by transforming, yes, Cinderella's castle into the glimmering ice palace. It's beautiful. I wish they, um, I'm hoping after we get through the celebration time that they bring those lights mm -hmm. back because they were stunning and i love them very much and i miss them over the last couple of years right right so i mean it obviously it was a uh, different look in the daytime versus nighttime where you know when you saw this ice castle and and they did have a, an actual stage show that before the the transformation took place that had you know the characters from frozen so it made it really a fun evening mm -hmm. yeah so. uh, i you know it was fun for me <laughs> <laughs> my thing um like i said i don't know if it's ever coming back but uh, i did i love those lights right that castle. I yeah did love yeah them. i love yeah. the way it looked at uh, during wintertime celebrations right i mean i just don't know from technology perspective too there's so much now with projections on the castles mm -hmm. during the evening shows that if that 
distorts it or not. I have no right, idea. Right, and there's so. questions about when they were putting the stuff on, if it was you know damaging some of the spires on the castle right. and everything, putting them on, taking True. them off and everything. So I don't know if they're coming back, but I just know that when they were on there, I, I, I loved them. And hopefully whether they you know, can do it again, you know, in a safer way, a way that doesn't damage the castle. Right. I appreciate it. But if not, I just appreciate that we got to witness it and got to see uh, Queen Elsa. Sure. You know, light them up and exactly because it was it was it was really fun to watch it was fun it yeah. it was you know when i first heard it i thought okay it's gonna be cute little hokey probably but it actually was beautiful it was really great kind of describes our show <laughs> a little cute that's michelle a little hokey that's no, i me. thought you were gonna say spectacular yeah. for you yeah. no hokey for sure no but i think one of the most interesting transformations of the castle actually only lasted one day <laughs> and that was when it was tp'd by none other than experiment 626 and that was done um in 2004 when they did the grand opening of Stitch's Great Escape Attraction. And it was hilarious how the castle, you know, and, and we have a picture here, um, looked like it was actually TP'd, you know, and even uh, on the side um, it said Stitch is king. And <laughs> it, it, very creative way to um, symbolize the kickoff of new attraction. Again, another another thing where people are very divided on like some are like okay it was one day you know whatever it was fine others are like oh how could you deface the <laughs> Cinderella castle that way um, and you know the attraction no longer exists uh, you know right. so uh, but uh, it would totally made sense for Stitch's character by the way which is interesting yeah yeah so, so anyways um, that's kind of all that I you know really felt would be of interest about the castles I don't know if you have anything else to say well, I'm about gonna, I want to say the castle looks right now that the, what they've transformed it for mm -hmm. the 50th uh, is spectacular the right. additions they've had to the you know kind of the ribbons and the gleam to the spires right. and everything and the new uh, 50 moniker that they've put there in the center yep. you know to celebrate it I think it looks beautiful right now oh so. yeah yeah. I just wanted to bring that up since you're talking about castle makeovers right. a little bit before we move on. But right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the color that they're calling iridescent, you know, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool too. But yeah, the, the, the shades of blue that accents it and, you know, the ribbons that they put on it, 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 it just really does look so special. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, it's nice that Disney comes up with colors that we can learn to love. Like we learned rose gold and <laughs> love that. And now we have iridescent. So yeah, I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing when we get to uh, out there for the, the actual 50th and, and what the, uh, the iridescent looks like. We've seen there was some testing, I guess, this week and some stuff that they were doing on Spaceship Earth. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how all these play out on the different various different landmarks throughout the Disney parks and especially Cinderella Castle. Exactly. And I'll talk a little bit about what's coming ahead. That cool. World of Color look at Disney. Mm. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of anniversaries. We talked a little bit about some of them with the different, you know, whether it's year landmarks or, you know, like Walt's birthday milestones. But I think, interestingly, from my recall, and maybe there, you know, I, I'm a little um, influenced by the fact that I was living in Florida at the time of the 20th anniversary. Um, but 
remembering it and comparing it to other anniversaries and and not that 20 years isn't a milestone it is but it even seemed bigger than what they did for the 25th anniversary you know and and i'm thinking that maybe some of that has to do with the fact that it this was the one of the first i don't know this for a fact this is my conjecture on this but it was really the first big milestone celebration that Michael Eisner was involved and head of the company at the time. Yes, he was there at the time of the 30th anniversary of Disneyland, but that was like the year after he started. So I don't know how much he was really influencing that. But this one, you know, it it was so big. I mean, there was such create such you know, um, build up for it. And the amount of media that they brought out for this, it was phenomenal. Um, and it really did make me think about the fact that, you know, Michael Eisner's, um, his, his past experience before he joined the Disney company was in with the movie and entertainment industry. And, and that concept of, you know, a big world premiere really did shine through on the 20th anniversary of Disney. Hmm. Interesting. I wasn't around for art. Well, I, wasn't, I was around, but not around in Florida. Right. Before, so I didn't get to experience any of it. But uh, I'll take your word for it that it was it was uh, it seemed like a bigger event than the 25th or which w- w- you would have thought. Would right. Be a, right. A, 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 but, you know, I don't know. You, you, that, it was special to you. So maybe you remember it a little better. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think and I thought this 25th should be bigger um, than it was. But maybe, too, because they did so much for the 20th that they did decide to you know, they celebrated it, but I don't know. I just didn't recall the buzz related to the 25th as, as pinnacle as it was for Mm, the 20th. Interesting. interesting. um, And maybe too, I really, but let me tell you, it, it hooked me. I was so into it. I had to be there (laughs) for that 20th anniversary. So my family did get a room at the contemporary and it was a park view room at the time. Those rooms though, expensive but not like they are now um but from a personal experience it was great being there i remember uh you know after midnight hearing the spectro magic parade rehearsals going Mm. on and you could just kind of hear the music start and stop start and stop it was pretty interesting to to experience that um i was I was able to sneak away some press releases and things that they had for the media. (laughs) I don't know how, just... The statute of limitations is uh, <laughs> covered, so you're you're okay now. They're not going to, you know, send the Disney. They're not going to lock you off in Disney jail, you know, for that. But. Right, right. But I even have some here, and uh, it's pretty cool. And and I also remember that they had a, uh, a hot air balloon called the Castle in the Sky, and on October first, it actually came up from behind Cinderella's castle. It was kind of like, whoa, a castle on top of a castle in the sky. Um, but anyways, that that hot air balloon was actually actually um, used to promote the anniversary and it traveled around the world. Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. So as I mentioned, let's talk a little bit about what's in store for the colorful plans on of October 1st for okay, the 50th anniversary. Yes, yeah, and we've talked a little bit about some of these things um, before on previous episodes. But uh, first of all, I want to talk about Disney Enchantment. And that's, you know, going to be the new immersive show, um, you know, whether you call it a fireworks show or whatever, um, with projections on Cinderella's castles, as well as down on Main Street, USA. Um, they say this evening, extravaganza, extravaganza will take you 
you on a journey filled with adventure, wonder, and empowerment, inspiring everyone to believe in magic. Mm, Why do you get teary-eyed? Too emotional. Disney does that to us (laughs) every time. Every time, and I know that that, uh, that nighttime spectacular is going to do that to us when we get to witness it on oh, October for 1st. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we've talked about this too. Um, we've been at Disneyland where they have, you know, the, the same kind of concept of having it down Main Street, down Main Street USA. Yeah. And so you really can get a different perspective. Maybe you're not as close to the castle and seeing quite as much there but you're feeling it and hearing it all around you and so i think it's going to be a great you're, addition you're seeing a lot of the same projections that are on the castle true just up and down main street right or they're accompanying yeah. it you right. know could be themed with what what's going on there as well and just see a different perspective of something like by the that. way if you ever go and see the if you've never been to disneyland to see some of these projection stuff not only did they put it on the castle not only did they put it down up and down main street usa uh you can also find them on uh, it's a small world right. the facade there, but also a lot of times they have stuff going on on the Matterhorn, I know, which is really, great. really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you get a lot of times you can see at least the Matterhorn and the castle together. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of times they'll, they'll work them together in something. So right, if you right. do get that castle view, a lot of times you can see it play on with the Matterhorn as well. And it's right. Kind of fun. Yeah. They also project over uh, where Fantasmic mm-hmm. is. Yes, they well. have uh, the water jets that kind of make that screen, that mist screen there they right. use for Fantasmic. Uh, they project there as well, yes. So, so you can be in different lands and still experience. Mm-hmm. It's a great way if you, if you, when they get Fantasmic back and when you, if you stay and you, you go see Fantasmic, right. you can stick there and watch the fireworks and see the projections right. right there. If you get a good spot, you don't need to even bother to leave. That's a know? good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, so the other colorful plan they have is harmonious and the barges are in place over at Epcot. And I'm going to turn it over to you to see what you want to say about the plans for that new nighttime show. I, I think it's going to be if you're going to lead me into it. People <laughs> don't rather like be the you. barges. People <laughs> don't like the barges. I just announced the barges. You can I, talk about it. I, I will say I'm not crazy about the barges during the day. They don't right. look great. But, uh, you know, I think this nighttime spectacular. Everything we've seen from uh, some shots we've seen of them testing it out, of the music that we heard this week. I, mean, I think it's going to be like this phenomenal fireworks nighttime celebration out there you know now again is it worth what the barges are doing out there during the day they don't bother me as much as some people but i also understand your point of view on them but uh, i think that that show is going to be phenomenal in the evening it looks it looks amazing and i cannot wait to witness it when we get the chance to right right and what they're saying it's going to be the largest nighttime um celebration show that they they've ever had yeah it's it's going to be huge it's going to be amazing and um hopefully it'll make it worth those parches out there (laughs) i'm sure it will i'm sure it will (laughs) so some other things that are going to be rolling out on october 1st is what's called beacons of magic and this is really going to involve all four parks at the um, walt disney world resort and they're going to have the iridescent shine. Uh, you were just talking a little bit about how they were practicing some things. So Cinderella's castles, they say, is going to illuminate with dazzling glow that sparkles with pixie dust. Mm. I know. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yes. Sir. 
and lights will shine from within spaceships earth reflective panels as stardust emerges to symbolize beacons of possibilities and optimism yeah right sounds great yeah and then the hollywood tower of terror hotel will glitter evoking the glimmer and shimmer of the golden age of imagination and adventure mm -hmm. and wrapping it up with um the tree of life it says we'll have a warm and glorious light and enchanted fireflies who will gather to call forth the magic of nature yeah, we got. We have to see them all when we're there. I know. Um, we, have I to, know. we have to make sure our reservations are for all four parks. A yeah. Lot of sometimes <laughs> we'll skip one or you know whatever you know, but we have to make sure we check these all out because I, right. they're, they're going to be phenomenal. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and even the cast members' name tags are going to be part of this beacon of magic because they are going to have some glimmer. They have some you know gold accents on them. But what was really cool was where their name is. Their name is going to actually is actually in the same color blue as Cinderella cast yeah, that's, Spires. that's great. I'm glad, you know, it's all about the cast members. So I'm so glad that they're getting a little piece involved with this, even if it is just their name tag, right. but it still is, you know, you're going to be around for the 50th celebration. You are one of the, if not the biggest part of, exactly. uh, of what uh, a visit to Walt Disney World or any of the Disney parks or Disney Cruise Line or whatever, what they are. Uh, so I'm glad that they are being showcased in at least some sort of way. Right, right. You know, and if you, uh, you can find it on social media, Disney put out, you know, kind of like a little clip, film clip of how they made it really looks how they made those those uh, name tags this time very special and you know some clips of some of the cast members seeing it for the first time and their excitement about it I mean we heard in the last show how you know Tony the Disney dad was proud to get his you know first year anniversary name tag and, and it, it's very meaningful for the cast members and to, to have this some really special one made for them. I know that they're excited. Yeah. And I'm excited for them. And, uh, I think it's, it's, it's great. And it's an, it's a nice little, you know, small tribute to them as yeah. much as they can. And a and wonderful make, keepsake. Yes. And definitely for sure. For so. sure. so that's great. Um, and the last thing we'll talk about in terms of some of the colorful things coming in uh, October 1st celebration for the 50th anniversary is uh, Disney kites. Disney Kite Tales. I don't know why I can't say talk today. Or okay. anytime. I'm the one who mispronounces <laughs> no. things. I'm the one who purposely <laughs> says emphasis rather than emphasis. You I, know, know? I thought, wow, I didn't know that's how you say that word. But I was like, oh, I'm impressed with him now. He's like, Mr. My cool. little joke. And I, was like, I realized that like, maybe people didn't pick up on that. It was my little joke there. So um, anyway. Thought, wow, pretty, pretty um, I don't know. Hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. <laughs> but anyways, this is going to take place over at Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, in the daytime. And performers are going to fly wind catchers and kites of all shapes and sizes. And some will actually be um, replicas of Disney animals, obviously. Animal friends like Simba, Zazu, Baloo, King Louie. Some really mm. fun ones. And they're going to dance through the skies and um, really be accompanied by some great love all loved um disney songs and i i think it just really reflects on what we've talked about over and over disney does know how to tell stories and they use so much for storytelling whether it's you know visual sound 
um, sometimes with smells, you know, mm-hmm. in, in certain attractions, they accent certain things, um, technology, you know, and Walt was obviously one of the best storytellers. And when you look at the history of Walt Disney, people who knew him back then said his skills at, at storytelling were just amazing. And he was very much involved with wanting to include technology and storytelling it was something very important to him and I think if he were to see things now and the types of technologies that the company has embraced for their storytelling I think he'd be proud to yeah he was always one to be trying to be on the edge of new technology trying to you know be the first to get new things uh, within the park uh, often and the fact that they are trying to embrace this and a lot of the attractions that they do a lot of these shows that they're putting right. forth uh, I'm sure would would be exciting for him as well that's right so anyways that is our look back at some of the highlights of the the colorful things that have happened over the 50 years of the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom history. And that is part five of our countdown to Walt Disney World's 50th birthday. This one called, as you mentioned, Disney's Wonderful, Wonderful World. World. The emphasis there. <laughs> of color. Um, it, it, and uh, I, I, Michelle, I know you were concerned about it. I think it was another great <laughs> deep dive. It was just not a toe-in. It was another great deep dive into a lot of memories, if nothing else, of things that have gone in the past. Maybe you experienced them. Right. Maybe you didn't. There's a lot of nostalgia there. And that's what this is all about, looking back at the nostalgia that we remember right. from the first 50 years from the Walt Disney World Resort. So great job. Well, thank you, honey. You're sweet. Appreciate and, it. And uh, next month, it will be the final right. episode of this series, episode six as we get ever closer to that actual Ooh. day that we really will be celebrating Walt Disney's 50th birthday and then onward for the next 18 months after that but um, exciting stuff so uh, do you have the next the title of the I final do. episode why don't you give them a tease of what they can look <laughs> forward to in about a month's time the title of that one you know you're gonna probably say well boy she's glomming onto the same title but it's the wonderful world of Disney <laughs> But, you know, trying to tap in on some of the, the TV shows, titles cool. and stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it because these are always great. I always learn something interesting and I, I hope you've been enjoying these so far. And we have one more to go and then Ooh. we actually really, truly celebrate. And that's exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll look forward to talking about the celebrations. So. For sure. And by the way, if there's any of these memories that Michelle has discussed on this part of the series or any of the other episodes that we've done so far and you want to share those with us please hit us up at our gmail account on social media whatever and we will share them in an upcoming show right right so that again is part five of our series countdown to walt disney world's 50th birthday one disney's wow <laughs> disney's wonderful world of color there's beauty untold that's ours to behold in the Again, sweetheart, fantastic Aww, job. You always do you. so well with these things, and um, I, I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm learning a lot over these <laughs> uh, these series, especially since, you know, I mean, I've always been the Disneyland person. I right. grew up here on the West Coast. I went to Disneyland for all these years. I didn't experience Walt Disney World until 
into the 2000s right. with you. Um, so, you know, finding out all this stuff that I missed out on being on the West Coast mm. is, is interesting to me. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Right. And hopefully people are, you know, finding some some glimmer of some gems that they find interesting. I think there's a lot of gems out there, including this one beautiful little red-haired <laughs> gem that's sitting right next to me oh, right now. You. So uh, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week, and I'm going to start with one that was extremely exciting to us uh, when we found this out this week, and that is that we now know a little more about when the out-of-the-world new dining yeah. experience will be debuting at the Walt Disney World Resort. This from the Disney Parks blog. They say, prepare for liftoff because Space Ooh. 220 Restaurant at Epcot is scheduled to begin service in mid September, another milestone in the transformation of Epcot underway at the Walt Disney World Resort. This was especially exciting to us because we have a late <laughs> September trip. That means that we might have a shot right. at having a lunch or a dinner at Space 220. Yeah, fingers crossed. I remember that when it was originally announced to plans for opening and I know they've had some issues even before the pandemic and then you throw in the pandemic as a as, as a thing that caused some additional delays um we were super excited about it and so it's really thrilling like you said to have that announcement that we might have an opportunity right uh, with the pandemic going on of course construction was probably an issue i've heard uh that they said that they lost their executive chef at one point I had to find a new executive chef but uh obviously we're well on our way and they yeah. actually had some footage from within the restaurant itself and it looked awfully cool so i uh, can't wait to experience it they, the story goes on to say the space 220 restaurant is located adjacent to mission space attraction and takes fine dining to a whole new level 220 miles above the earth level. <laughs> uh, your immersive experience begins as you check into Space 220 Departure Lounge in Future World. From here, you're aboard one of two space elevators. The, the, the um, pictures and video of the space elevators really gives this vibe of mission to the moon or mission to cool, mars kind right. of thing and i which i love yeah and so I'm, i think that's kind of exciting uh they say that they will transport you in what seems like 220 miles above earth to centauri space station as you begin your ascent you'll look down through a viewport to see epcot shrink away looking up you'll see the space station come into view again exactly like if you right. ever did mission to the moon or mission to mars um that is exactly how that went, right. and I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I think we said this, or I may have said this on a past one, but uh, episode. But I really wish they would kind of revamp where Stitch is and put that attraction back, like Mission to Mars. I mean, there is so much buzz in uh, space travel to Mars right now that it seems like it could fit. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, thought. we're nostalgic for it, so uh, we would love to see it come back. We're, you know, moving the Imagineers more work yeah. to do, but I think how it would the be, seats would it, like, it, yeah, they would sink, sink so it. it felt like it was gravity or more G's or whatever. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. I, I, I love that ride, actually. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, they say, they go on to say, once you've docked, you'll head through the Centauri Space Station themed dining area. Inside the dining area, you'll experience a panoramic view of Earth below and a variety of work and leisure activities taking place beyond the <laughs> windows of the space station-themed restaurant. And the views are just part of the experience. They say our Disney Imagineers are excited to have created this experience for uh, executive chef Mark Kush or Couchet. I'm sorry, Mark. 
I'm the one who mispronounces <laughs> names, so you know that I'm not going to get it right. But uh, Mark Kush, to showcase his culinary wonders, the Space 220 restaurant will feature stellar dishes and gourmet recipes with a two-course prefix menu for lunch or a three-course prefix menu for dinner. Uh, the Upscale Contemporary Fair will bring new meaning to, quote, the height of dining, end quote. Rounding out the meal will be unique beverages from fine wine to atmospheric cocktails and more. Uh, there's no word on the actual opening date or reservations, when reservations will be available, mm. but I, it's got to be coming soon. Right. Um, we'll pass it along as soon as we know, but if you're really itching to get reservations like we are, uh, you probably want to make sure and follow on social media, all the Disney uh, parks websites right. and uh, um, excuse me accounts uh, follow the Disney Parks blog or whatever because I'm sure pretty soon they'll be telling you when that's going to become available I'm sure it'll be pretty busy with people trying yes. to book that restaurant so, so uh, yeah. but I can't wait I know it's very exciting and can't so glad that it's coming soon yeah and hopefully we get uh, get a reservation for that yeah. for our upcoming trip because I'm very I've been excited about it for a long time right. but I'm really really excited that it's coming along very 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 soon so yeah cool. yeah cool. very cool uh, moving on, we received more details about the new holiday time, nighttime ticketed event that's coming to the most magical place on earth. Some of it was a little controversial. What? We'll get into that in just a second here. Yeah, I know. Surprising. <laughs> Disney announces something. There's controversy out there. That never happens nowadays. Uh, this again from the Disney Parks blog. They say, twinkling lights, festive decor, and magical celebrations will fill Magic Kingdom Park during... Disney Very Merriest After Hours, which is the event that will take place on 24 select nights from November 8th through December 21st from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, this year's holiday celebration is truly once in a lifetime, coinciding with Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, the world's most magical celebration. So you're going to get a little taste of the 50th celebration right. and a little taste of the holiday atmosphere whenever it's you go to nice. one of these events. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Really cool. So they go on to say Disney uh, Very Merriest After Hours will include the nighttime spectacular Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks, which we got to see right. uh, at the uh, Very Merry Christmas Party uh, in 2019, 2019. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Our very wet, yes. very merry Christmas time. <laughs> uh, and the they say the and the special holiday theme parade, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. That's right, a parade. Ooh. The return of the parade, not a cavalcade, right? The parade to the Walt Disney World Resort. That's exciting. Yeah, stuff. that is. That is progress. Yes, progress. Uh, they say Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade uh, will be uh, Mickey and Minnie Mouse will be joined by pals from Disney's Frozen. Hello. <laughs> And many other favorite Disney characters, including the very popular Toy Soldiers. Yay. This festive parade will be, of course, also features Santa Claus himself, just like their uh, former Christmas parades right. we, you discussed just a little bit ago. Yeah. So very exciting. Very fun. Yeah. It's 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 really cool stuff. I'm just glad that parades are starting to make their way back. That's right. Good stuff. So uh, tickets for the four hour Disney Very Merriest After Hours will grant admission to the Magic Kingdom Park as early as 7 p.m., giving you more time to enjoy some of your favorite Magic Kingdom attractions. You can also take in Iridescent Magic. Yeah, That will be part of uh, the world's most magical celebration. And the brand new fireworks spectacular Disney Enchantment. 
uh, to the transformation of Cinderella Castle into a beacon of magic. It's all in the honor of fiftieth of the fiftieth anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. So you're going to get to experience two right two for fireworks spectaculars right. if you go to these events if you're there obviously it's at the early hours if you go in when they mix in with the right. uh the guests that are there for the day so that's that's an exciting thing that is that is and then we've done that at disneyland where some of the nighttime things we've had actually with some of the themed nighttime events been able to see the regular as well as the themed fireworks yeah so. it's, it's just a really wonderful bonus thing yeah. that's kind of cool so so they go on to say that's not all that's in store. Here are additional details of what you can experience during the limited capacity, separately ticketed event. Holiday attraction overlays are also making a comeback. The Jungle Cruise, of course, transforms into the Jingle, Jingle Cruise. Cruise. Yes. And Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor will get new jokes perfect for the joyful season. <laughs> That's a lot of fun, for sure. Uh, after the park closes today, guests enjoy less time waiting in line for more than 20 attractions, including favorites like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, The Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, or Jingle, Jingle Cruise. Cruise. Yes. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Peter Pan's Flight, Space Mountain, and so much more. Sightings of Disney characters throughout the park, all dressed in their holiday best. Uh, while you're walking down Main Street, USA, be sure to look up in the sky. You might catch some magical snowfall or snope fall, <laughs> as we all know what it really is. Uh, dance and boogie the night away to at the themed club tinsel dance party in Tomorrowland. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Enjoy complimentary snacks like ice cream novelties and popcorn, seasonal treats, and select bottled beverages. Uh, especially holiday foods and drinks will also be available for purchase. And Disney Photo Pass will offer holiday magic shots throughout the nights. Now, Here's where the controversy starts to come <laughs> in. Yes. Uh, tickets will go on sale on August 20th and can be purchased online or by calling the phone number 407-939-7947. Uh, guests of select Disney Resort Hotels, Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotels, as well as Shades of Green at Walt Disney World Resort can book their tickets as early as August 17th. So if you're staying on site, you're going to get a little bit earlier crack uh, than the general public, which again, it goes on sale on August right. 20th. Now, tickets range from $169 to $229 plus tax for select November and December nights and $249 plus tax on December 19th and 21st. So that's where the controversy lies. This is a bit more expensive right. than some of the parties that we've had in the past. Now, the good news, sort of, annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can't take advantage of a $10 discount Yay. on select event dates <laughs> in November, not December, in November. So you get a little bit of a discount, but um, that is a little pricey. Yeah, but yeah. you do have, I mean, this, you know, the one thing about this is compared to, let's say, the Boobash, which is going on mm -hmm. right now, which we got to see some pictures of this week. And it looked like people were having a great time. It looked excellent. It right. looked like the lines for the attractions were extremely short. And right. there was really, really significantly limited capacity. So that was kind of cool. Um, but the fact that you're going to get a couple fireworks shows, the mm -hmm. fact that you're getting a parade, um, and then the, it, it's going to feel much more like the very merry right. uh, parties that you've seen in the past. So that's kind of cool. Again, expensive, but we've talked about it many, many times. Mm -hmm. What is a value to you? Right. It's going to be, we're we going to be heading to Florida in December. We have a, uh, 
a Christmas cruise, a mm-hmm. uh, very merry time Christmas cruise on uh, the Disney Fantasy uh, right over Christmas, as a matter of fact. And we'll probably have a day or two before or after where we'll be at the Walt Disney World Resort. And I considered, like, do we try and book one of these? It's a little tough, I think, to work it out when you have an annual pass. I mean, $10 discount, fine. (laughs) Although we wouldn't get that in December anyway. Um, But when you can, you know, if if you're purchasing, if you're on vacation and you're purchasing tickets anyways. Right. Then it starts to weigh a little differently on you. You're already going to pay, you know, around $100, maybe more, maybe a little less for tickets. But, you know, you're going to get all these extra stuff. You're right. going to get the less wait time at these, you mm-hmm. know, which Magic Kingdom can be crazy at times, yeah, especially, especially around the holidays. P- right. And with no fast passes. So, so. Um, it may be more a better value for you if you're if you don't have an annual pass. Right. But that is completely up to you. Even if you have an annual pass, we're not going to judge you. Right. Um, <laughs> what is valuable to you is what's important. If it if it has value for you, then great. Go and use it and enjoy this because these these ticketed events are always a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, they're really special and. You know, when you're looking at, um, and I talked about this recently too, when thinking about my mom is, you know, trying to remember something, you know, trying to have that, that family experience is so important. And, you know, doing that at Disney World is so fun and it can really kick off your season or top off your season if you're waiting closer to the actual holiday. So, um, yeah, there, there's different ways to evaluate value and we know things are expensive or we're not you know really commenting on that but in terms of your decision making um you know we can there's a lot of things to factor in right Uh, do your homework decide what's best for you i will always say this and it doesn't matter what we're talking about and there's been a lot of things talked about how expensive they are right now some of these parties the galactic star cruiser (laughs) uh the hotels in general um what is value to you it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. What is valuable to you? If you feel, if you find value in these prices for yourself, then do it. Don't care about what other people think. You yeah. know, do it. If you don't find value in them, then don't do them. It's easy <laughs> as that. And, and do something else. You don't have to do things. And you can do things if you can afford it and you enjoy it. It's right. completely what makes your trip, your vacation, whatever, uh, yours. And, and And there's nothing wrong with any of that. Right. So that's all I'm going to say. About it. That's all I'm going to say about it. So uh, moving on. Finally, one more Disney story of the week. We found out more about the new paid service that's coming to the Walt Disney World Resort or coming to the Orlando Airport, I should say, uh, for transport to the Walt Disney World Resort starting in January of 2022. As you may know, uh, Disney's Magical Express is coming to conclusion right. at the end of this year, starting on January 1st. Uh, 2022, there's going to be a new paid service if you want to possibly take advantage of this to get you to your resort stay and other places uh, throughout Orlando as well. But um, this is what we know about the Mears Connect Mm -hmm. service, which is going to be kind of taking the place sort of of Disney's Magical Express. And And they're the ones that were running it before. They were. Mears, if if you've done the Disney Magical Express, it is actually done by Mears Mears. Transportation. Mm -hmm. They've always been doing it. Disney has just kind of worked a deal with them to have their name on it or whatever. So uh, it's going to be very similar in many ways because of that. Other than now, you will have to pay for it separately from your resort stay. So uh, this is from an email we received from Mears Transportation. Uh, they, uh, They say it's 
time to start planning. The new Mears Connect Reservation site is now live with service starting on January 1st, 2022. So if you want to look into this, it's at mearsconnect.com. Very easy, mm-hmm. mearsconnect.com. Uh, they say to reserve your ground transportation needs for your 2022 Orlando visit to learn more about Mears Connect service. Uh, and so you, they have a lot of FAQs there and everything. I've already gone through some of that for you. So here's what I've found out mm-hmm. as far as information. So to kind of help you, but you can check out that site for yourself. So they said um, on their site that it's a 24 hour service. So it doesn't matter when you're flying in, nice. uh, it will be available to you. Uh, they say they will have quick access to Mirrors Connect once you land. There's a limited wait time to board. They promise that you will be on your way to your resort within 20 minutes from the time you check in. Nice. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, they You get an arrival souvenir. That's wow. kind of cool. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but that's kind of cool. Whatever, the, anything free. Yeah. Uh, well, free. Right. On top of what you're paying for it <laughs> for free is great. Uh, entertainment for you on your and your party while you ride. So that's kind of like the uh, Disney's Magical Express now. They have the cartoons right. and some things. Uh, it'll Trivia. be interesting to see yeah. what they put on there for that. Uh, limited stops uh, to your hotel and resort. Spacious, comfortable seating. Clean, sanitized vehicles. Professional, friendly drivers. And unparalleled safety. Now, here's what you really are interested in. The price, right? right? How much is it going to cost if I want to add this to my upcoming trip? Do tell. Yes. Uh, one-way trips for adults are going to be $16. Mm. $13.50 for kids. Oh. Uh, round trip is just... Double it, $32, uh, $27 for kids. So not that bad. That's no. less than what it's going to cost you to do some of the ride share yeah. services or whatever. Or, you know, if rental cars right now are insane. Right. So uh, that's not so bad no. for adult. I mean, once you start adding it up, eh, you know, maybe it starts balancing out if you have a family of four or five right. to what a, a ride share might be. But um, if you don't want to deal with all that and you just want to, easy way to get there Mm -hmm. um that may be some way to do it now it doesn't say anything about luggage handling yet but we know they haven't been handling luggage since the pandemic came in i don't know if they'll add that later where you can also have your luggage brought to your resort or not but for right now they are not doing that so So. uh, they do also offer an express service uh which is round trip for up to four passengers and that is two hundred dollars now (laughs) <laughs> but you won't have to wait. You know, it's right. an express service. It'll take you directly from the airport to your resort or whatever. If you want to do a, a you know, a, a nicer way to get there, right. you know, and no, we're not delaying anything. Um, that may be for you. They say if you have more than that, if you have five, six, whatever, additional passengers are $55 per extra passenger. But interesting ways to, new ways to get to yeah. the Disney Resort. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about that. And I thought the price sounds very reasonable, like yeah. you said. You know, um, especially could, I felt like it was I was expecting it to be really really like around 50 bucks yeah, I was thinking that was going to be around yeah. 50 bucks I think um, for round trip um, so that's not bad and yeah and it's something we will probably take advantage of especially if you're only two three people um, definitely worth I, I think it seems like it's worth your money as opposed right. to a ride share now if you're a little more than four or five people right. if you have a your larger family or whatever then maybe you consider ride share or whatever else but um, for two or three people it seems completely reasonable. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you <laughs> on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, 
gorgeous, intelligent. <laughs> she has the best lists. Oh, she does the best deep dives. But more than anything else, she has the very best tip. So let's get to <laughs> it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. You're so kind. Um, so this really relates to the summertime. Um, something that you might want to consider doing if you're at Walt Disney World um, is for you and your family to have a unique takeout meal. And they um, they have two different meal offerings. It's kind of think of like um, KFC Disney style. Mm. I know, right? So um, these are offered between 5 and 10 p.m. Um, that you can order them through uh, mobile ordering. They have one uh, type that comes from... Um, the Centertown Market at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. And then they have another menu at Gasparilla Grill at the Grand Floridian Resort. Um, and their meals for about three to four people. And they are adorable, adorable. And not only do you get like a, a nice meal, but it's just really like if you're looking for an evening together with your family, you know, it's just a, a fun, different way to do it, you know. Um, and they have, you know, obviously the meal, but then they it's they have some interactive things, too. So, like, they have uh, decorate your own Mickey cookies. So, they have, like, piped icing and different sprinkles. You know, really fun, especially for the kids um, or kids at heart, you know. And then they have a, a game, a Disney game that you can play. So, um it, the, the price is $79 for the one that comes from the Caribbean Beach Resort and then $89 for the one that comes from the Grand, Calif Grand Floridian Resort. Um, but if you think about a takeout for three or four people, you know, it's about average. I don't think it's, you know, it's, ne it's not necessarily a cost saver. And yes, you can't compare it to KFC, but you're getting more. You're doing it at a Disney park. And, you know, it's just a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, I saw that last week, and I, I thought that was a really interesting uh, thing. And then, you know, different ways to get, especially if you're, there's an evening where you're not going to the parks at night, you know, and you just want to have that kind of meal in your hotel room or whatever that's simple. Right. And like you said, if you have some kids with you that have, it's an interactive kind of meal where you can have a little yeah. fun with it and, you know, little activities in the room at the same time. And uh, I think it's kind of nice. And uh, I know those are the formal deals, but there's also, by the way, uh, another place where you can get, especially if you're at uh, the Fort Wilderness Campgrounds, if you go mm -hmm. to P&J's, uh, takeout there. Right. They have um, meals like fried chicken meals, uh, fried chicken with pizza. I think they have ribs or whatever right. that you can get those and take those out from there and take those back to your cabin or your campsite right. or your trailer or wherever you're staying there. And uh, well, and I, you could probably even take them to a different resort if you wanted to. If you oh, sure. There. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, those aren't the prepackaged like this in that regards. They, they are the great and their takeout we and love but they have them. The, they have the combo at P &J's, right right which right kind of is you don't get the cookie the right. interactive cookie or right whatever, yeah but you can get a, you know a, a combo right. full like kfc dinner right you know, right where you're yeah. getting biscuits and you're getting fried chicken and mashed potato a couple sides right and yeah so we've exactly done that, we've done that many times right right fact, yeah so. so anyways just a little something different you know you may have felt like um you stayed in the park all day or maybe they, you know, the kids want to do the pool and just afterwards just lounge around in the, in the re resort. It's, it's a way to do it where you don't have to have a kitchen or anything like that. You just bring this takeout food into your room. Yeah. I like it. 
Michelle's yeah. tips. <laughs> Always the best tip. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, my tip this week, and we're going to be talking a lot about this next week because, well, I'll allude to it why, why we'll be talking about it a lot this week. But one thing that happened this week is that apparently um, there were several families that were turned away from the first Disney cruise to get back to sea, mm. you know, because of the fact that apparently there was some information that was not relayed to them or they did not read for themselves along the way. So I just wanted to remind you out there that especially during this pandemic and just any time in general for that matter, it's always good to brush up on what's going on and what you need to know before you go on this enormous vacation plan out because especially now with things going on with the pandemic, which is still going on out there, by the way, things can change from day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever. And so it's always good to check back every once in a while with the websites and refer to what is necessary. What do I need to bring with me when I go to the Mm -hmm. parks? What do I need to bring with me when I go to the resorts, when I go to the restaurants, when I go on a Disney cruise? Uh, what do I need to know? So I just, you know, I just wanted to remind people that it's good to refresh your memories. Check these websites out. They, I have it all laid out there for you. It's usually like on every single page. It's like <laughs> check out our restrictions and what we have going on. What with, you need to know. What you need to know. And you can click on that. So um, you don't want to miss that step. I, I felt so terrible for some of these right. families who, you know, they missed that one little step. But unfortunately, because they, they're trying to do some very particular things with the Disney cruise to make sure they can keep sailing. Right. They had to tell them, I'm sorry, but you're not going to, they went all the way to Port Canaveral, traveled from who knows where. Right. We're all ready to go. And they had to say at the last minute, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to, you know, board with it. The guy, from what I understand, they gave them full refunds and everything, but that doesn't make it that much easier. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, be sure you know what's going on. And this may be the best time, even if you've never used a travel agent before, for a cruise or even just a trip to the Walt Disney World Resort, this may be a great time to use one. One, they don't cost you anything. Right. They'll do work for you, but they will also make sure you know of any changes. Exactly. A good one anyway will let you know of any changes that's going on, any information that you need, anything that you need to be sure you've um, registered with right. the cruise line mm-hmm. or the parks or whatever. They can keep you in the know. So, you know, it might be a good time for a travel agent, but that's completely up to you. Uh, but more than anything else, just do your homework. Make sure you know what's happening. Make sure you know what you need. And so you're ready to go and you don't have that extra disappointment right. when you end up going on this vacation that you probably spent a lot of money on. Right, exactly. That is a really good point. Good tip, baby. Thank you. So so while you just alluded to it, um, yes, Disney Cruise Line is resailing once yeah. again. We saw some great pictures from the Disney Dream finally getting people back on board. As a matter of fact, the Disney Fantasy is now doing their test cruises, getting ready for them to resale. So we thought this would be a great time to discuss Disney Cruise Line once again, getting back to sailing and and let you know everything that we know, what we're looking forward to and various information. So you can definitely be in the know if you have a cruise coming up in the very near future. Right. And some, you know, information about how to prepare, what type of things like you're talking about with its registering, et cetera, that you need to do in advance. So you'll be ready. 
we just made our final payment on our Christmas cruise that yeah. we discussed earlier that we have coming up here. Um, so we're excited for that. As a matter of fact, next weekend, probably the I think it's the day before we record our show, <laughs> we have to do all our reservations <laughs> for Remy or Palo right. or, and all the uh, activities and everything. So we're excited to get that all handled. But um, we'll talk all about that and uh, what you need to know next week. And yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to getting that all ready and preparing for the phone call i mean the going online and doing the reservation very cool very cool stuff so and of course we all have all the information you need to know if you have a cruise coming up that you make sure you tick all the boxes so you don't get turned away from your cruise where you want to make sure you that doesn't happen to you and if you have a cruise coming up before that hit us up and we'll let you know what that is yeah or go to the website like i said do your homework maybe we'll do that for the next newsletter too there we go checklist we could we could do that so uh as for today we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there you can get that newsletter we were just talking about yes we <laughs> sign up for the newsletter and get everything that we put out there for you extra early because you are subscribers to the newsletter you can also follow us on social media we're on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast please check out our hyperion adventurers facebook group join in the fun that we're having there it's just a way to kind of express fun positive disney news and adventures and anything you got going on yeah yeah and we're also on YouTube. Please check us out on YouTube. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video there. And if you ever have any questions for us, if you want to suggest a topic, whatever you want to do to connect with us in any way, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. Let us know uh, what you like about the podcast or if you have questions about topics or would like us to cover a topic. Yeah. Um, it's just another way interact with us we love the interaction in any way shape or form so that's it thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time I'm Tom I'm Michelle and we hope that you have a magical week bye